appoint like doctors appointments with doctors think of it like an interview you're interviewing them to take care of you and if you do not like the way that they are helping you if you don't like the answers they're giving you if you feel like there's something missing or they're dismissive or they are just genuinely like an asshole you don't have to keep going to them Hi, and welcome to the Endo Bay podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Bree. I'm an ultrasound tech turned endometriosis coach, positivity and self-love advocate, a seven on the Enneagram, and I am a proud dog mom. And I'm on a mission to help you live more positively with endometriosis and be happy in your body. On the Endo Bay podcast, we're going to dive deep into all things endometriosis, mindset, self-love, health, and so much more. This is a badass podcast for badass endo babes. And I want you to leave this podcast feeling inspired and empowered on your own health journey with more confidence and the belief that you too can have more good days than that. Are you with me, babes? See you on the podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Endo Babe Podcast. I am so fucking excited because this episode is brought to you by the Endo Babe Retreat. Endo Bay Retreat is my virtual two-day event created specifically for women with endometriosis to help you guys fucking create the life of your dreams. I am so excited about this. I've been working on it for so long. You guys have heard me like mention and play with the idea of it. Um, this fall, there are going to be two virtual events and then we will be doing in-person retreats starting in 2021. The first virtual event is going to be all about learning your human design, helping you understand yourself and the way that you're supposed to show up energetically in this world, how to manifest by design, how to really just create the life of your dreams. And then the next day, we're going to be talking about how to fucking create your own business so that you guys can work from home. I've talked to so many women who working from home because of COVID, their life has improved or they wish they could work from home and they're like dreading going back to work. And it's so funny because you talk to some I've been talking to so many of you you're talking about your job and then all of a sudden you start talking about your dream job and you just light up and that lights me up and I'm so fucking excited to help you guys get really clear, like overcome money mindset blocks and really just get clear on the type of business that you want to create so that you can just fucking love your lives. It's going to be epic. Um, My business coach, Johnny, who's a multiple six-figure business coach, she will be in on this retreat as well, helping you guys just get really clear on your mission and who you want to help, how you want to show up, what what you're good at, and what you want to do. It's going to be fucking awesome, (laughs) and I'm so excited for it. The second retreat, again, is going to be human design and helping you understand your life, But the second day, instead of business, we're going to be talking about love, sex, and relationships, right? And how to, you can understand the way you're supposed to date and show up in love based on your human design. So you can get to know yourself better, get to know your partner better based on their human design and how you guys are supposed to intermingle. And it's going to be deep, deep, deep connection. I'm fucking jazzed for that retreat as well. I love talking about business. I love talking about sex and love and intimacy. And I'm so excited to be able to combine all of this together with human design and help you guys just propel yourselves forward uh, and creating the life of your dreams. Um, And then 2021, we'll be doing 
in-person retreats, but more on that later. If you guys want to get on the wait list, tickets are not available for either of these workshop retreats yet. Um, if you get on the wait list, you will get waitlist only pricing, which will be discounted from the regular price. And you'll be the first to know all the details, the dates, the info, and anybody that's on the wait list will be entered into a drawing for a giveaway. And the giveaway will be drawn on day one of each event. I am fucking jazzed for this and I cannot wait to show up and support you guys and help you just fucking create the life of your dreams. If you want to get on that wait list and learn more, go ahead and click the link underneath the podcast um, and that will take you to sign up for the wait list. <sighs> okay, let's get into the episode. <laughs> um, so today I really want to chat with you guys about, I know so many of you, right, like you are transitioning into moving away from like a gynecologist into or finding a gynecologist for surgeries, right? Like COVID has delayed your surgeries. COVID has pushed surgeries. Like many of you are having to wait. You're on wait list forever and now you're still having to wait. But what I really want to focus on today's episode about is like questions to help you vet your doctor because vetting your doctor is just as important as them like meeting with you and seeing if they can help you. Like that's like an interview. Like every appointment that you have with your doctor, I I like to think of it as like an interview, right? Um, and so I have a free resource for you guys. You can also check that out underneath this episode. It's the free questions to ask your doctor. So you can print it off and bring it with you and there's space to like write in their answers, right? Um, but I think just being able to ask, because you don't want to have surgery with an unqualified doctor, right? Who's going to mess up, who's going to miss endometriosis lesions, who's going to literally like do the ablation burn surgery and cause like more scar tissue and more pain and, or just like open you up and be like, oh no, you don't have endometriosis because they don't know what they're fucking doing, you know? And so being able to vet your doctor beforehand and have them answer all of these questions is a way to help give you a little bit more confidence in their abilities, right? Or if they're unable to answer these questions, you can ask them for a referral to an endo specialist, right? Like if they don't know the answer to these questions, they shouldn't be doing your surgery number one. And they should realize that they are, I mean, doctors have really big egos. Some of them um, realize that they're incapable if they don't know the answer to these questions, right? Um, they should refer you to a specialist. So I'm just going to kind of pop through these questions real quick and yeah, we'll go from there. All right. So I'm just going to kind of go through these and talk about each one a little bit, help you guys understand these questions a little bit. So you also know what these questions mean, um, for yourself. And so the first question that I want you guys to ask your surgeon, right? Or that you're vetting to do your very important endometriosis surgery is do you use the excision method to remove endometriosis? And can you explain that to me? And so excision is the gold standard for endometriosis surgical treatment. It's where they go in and they basically cut out the little endometriosis lesion with a little bit of tissue around it. And they like go down beneath the surface, right? And cutting out the roots, like if you think of it like a weed or a flower, or a tree or whatever, they're like going underneath into the soil and cutting out the roots. And that is the gold standard because it's been proven that when you actually cut out endometriosis like that, it can't grow back because there's nothing left. Most surgeons will do an ablation, coagulation, laser, 
fergulation. Oh my God, I'm going to mess this word up. It's like fergulation or something like that. Um, And all of those techniques just basically mean burning. So they're going to go in and they're going to see endometriosis and they're going to burn it, like zap it with a laser, burn it with whatever the tool they're using. And the endometriosis can still live underneath that, right? If they didn't go down and cut out the roots, so the roots are still there. And so what they did is cause a scab and a scar tissue, and then you have endometriosis underneath that still growing and causing pain. And endometriosis underneath what's going to turn into an adhesion is so fucking painful. And so you want your surgeon to do excision method, not a combination excision, right? And so ask them, like, do you use the excision method to remove endometriosis? And can you explain that to me? Again, these questions are in the link below this episode if you guys want to follow along or you want to print it off or whatever, okay? The next question is, if I have endometriosis on my bowels, on my ureters, on my nerves, or any other place that it's not related to my reproductive system, like, will you remove it? The reason why this is important is because most GYN doctors aren't trained to remove like endometriosis off the bowels, ureters, nerves, things like that, right? It is a very delicate procedure to be able to do that. And most of them aren't trained in that. And so if they are planning to remove it, like you're going to want them to have another expert involved in your surgery to help them with that. Because if not, you're going to increase your risk for them to like nick your bowel, right? And have like an emergency colostomy bag or like accidentally cut a nerve and then like mess up your actually your like nerves for where whatever nerve they nicked you know it's just if they're going to remove it from any other area you're going to want another expert there right unless you're visiting with like an endometriosis excision specialist who usually has like different types of surgeons on deck with them as is you know So the next question is like, will you have any other experts involved in my surgery who know how to treat endometriosis? And so this kind of ties with the other question, right? Because if you have endo in other places than just on your ovaries or your uterus or in your like reproductive area, you're going to want another expert involved in your surgery who knows how to treat endometriosis correctly with excision and isn't going to just like burn it off, right? So the next section, or my section question, is can you make preserving my reproductive organs a priority? Especially, this is especially important if you are wanting kids in the future and you don't want them to just like willy-nilly take out an ovary because it's really hard to get to, right? Especially if they're not trained in removing endometriosis with excision method or whatever. You want them to make preserving your reproductive organs a priority, This is another great example. Like if they go in and your ovaries like completely adhered to your bowel or your pelvic sidewall or something like that, like they should know that that's like outside of their realm and be able to refer you to an excision specialist, endometriosis specialist who deals with this stuff all of the time. Because of that, they should not try to just remove the ovary and call it a day, you know? Um... And especially if you ever want kids or something like that in the future, 
like preserving your reproductive and preserving your reproductive organs is a priority for you. You want it to be a priority for your doctor as well. The next question is how many laparoscopies to diagnose and treat endometriosis have you performed total? You want a doctor who's done a lot of them, (laughs) a lot of like laparoscopy just is the type of surgery they do. And that just means they make little teeny tiny incisions in your belly, right? So like when you see those, we all have those little scars on our bellies. That's the type of surgery. I think I would like to add like how many excision surgeries to diagnose and treat endometriosis have you performed total, right? Because you want them not only to do laparoscopy, you want them to do excision because excision is the way they're removing the endometriosis lesion and laparoscopy is the surgical technique on how they're getting into your belly, essentially. Um, This kind of ties in with the next question is how long have you been performing excision surgery? Because again, you want somebody who's done a lot of surgeries seen a lot of endometriosis, had a lot of, like a lot of practice underneath their belt, right? Especially when performing excision for endometriosis surgery. And the the next question is like, how successful do they think that your excision will be? And why do they think that it's going to be successful, right? Like you can ask that question to an endometriosis excision specialist and they will have probably have like full confidence that it's going to be fairly successful based on your medical history, based on their abilities, based on, there's obviously a lot of factors that go into it, right? But just ask them like, how successful do they think that it's going to be? And why do they think that that's the reason, right? The next question is, are biopsies going to be performed and sent to pathologies? This is the only official way to actually diagnose endometriosis, right? Is they're going to excise a little lesion and send it to pathology and the pathologist is going to say that it's endometriosis, right? Whereas like with ablation, coagulation, laser, whatever, they just burn it wherever they see it. And so no actual biopsies are performed, So they can like visually say that you have endometriosis, but it's not like pathologically confirmed. I think that's how I would say it. But you want to ask them if they're going to be performing those biopsies and sending them to pathology just to get that confirmation, right? The next question to ask them is like, will you, the surgeon, right, be assisted by other surgical professionals such as a bowel specialist? bowel specialist to treat endometriosis. So this kind of ties with that question that I asked. I had you guys ask above, like, will you have other experts involved in the surgery? And this is especially important if you have bowel endometriosis, right? You're going to want a bowel specialist who also is able to do like excision, right? So you want somebody who focuses on the bowels there just in case right? Helping with the surgeon along the surgeon, like more eyes are better than none. If that makes sense. <laughs> um, again, this is just kind of how, what we talked about in like the first couple questions. You can ask like, will a bowel resection be necessary? Because say like from your prior surgeries or medical history, like a bowel resection might be necessary. It might not be necessary. It's just something that you should d- discuss with your doctor is the possibility of that in a colostomy bag and all of these things, right? 
um, a colostomy bag for those of you that don't know, sorry, I'm just like throwing out terms. Um, a bowel resection, let me go back a little bit. A bowel resection is where they cut out a section of your bowel. Resection means to remove, right? And so that can happen if you have endometriosis all over your bowel. It can like make the walls really thin and weak, right? Um, and a colostomy bag is where they take like, how do I want to say this? They like cut your bowel and they attach it to your abdomen wall. And so it doesn't exit where it's supposed to normally. It comes out in your stomach into a colostomy bag. And usually like sometimes those can be reversed. Sometimes they can't be reversed. It just depends on the quality of the surgeon, the t your medical history. There's a lot of factors that go into it, right? Um, but just knowing those terms and being able to ask the doctor about that is a very important thing um, just for your own knowledge and because you should be informed and they should be informing you. If they haven't talked about that yet, like asking about it is very important. The next question is, will you search for and recognize endometriosis in all the manifestations and all the regions, right? Because as we all know, you can have endometriosis on your diaphragm. You can have it up on your liver. It's been found on every organ except for the spleen, which I don't know why that is. Um, but it can be literally anywhere. So will the surgeon search for and recognize endometriosis in all the manifestations in all of the different regions, right? Do they know all of the different like deep infiltrating endometriosis? Do they know the little clear lesions? Do they know the most untrained, like most regular GYNs just recognize like the, the dark black spots, right? Where that's just like a little area of blood. But endometriosis comes in so many different forms and you want to make sure that they can recognize all of those different manifestations. Otherwise, they're going to miss it, right? And this is what happens when you have surgery with a GYN and they open you up and they say there's nothing there. And then you go have surgery with a specialist and they're like, yeah, you have like stage three. It's because they missed all of that crap, you know, because they didn't know what it looks like and they don't teach the stuff in medical school. And so it's just kind of like on the job training, which just, that's why it just makes it so hard. always ask them if you can be provided with copies of your surgical reports and any pictures or videotapes so that if you do go to an endometriosis specialist, you'll have all of those and you can give them to them. Or if you don't go to that doctor, you end up going to another doctor, you can give them all of your medical records, images, everything, right? Because it, it just helps with like continuation of care so that this, it just goes into your medical record. It's part of your medical history. It's very important. So make sure that you're provided with copies of your surgical reports and any pictures or videos. Um, also ask, what does the surgeon like expect to accomplish with the laparoscopy in terms of outcomes? Ex for example, like, are they trying to restore your fertility or pain relief? Or like, what are they wanting to accomplish with this surgery and like, for the outcome, right? Because if they're just going in there to like diagnose you and they're not trying to like restore fertility or pain relief or anything like that, they might not do anything. They might just close you up. Um, so it's just important to be on the same page with them. Um, another question to ask is like, what is the general reoccurrence rate in the patients that you have treated for endometriosis? Like how often do they come back with pain? 
how many success stories do you have where patients are able to go into remission, right? You want to know that because if they're like, oh, every patient comes back for a repeat surgery, then that's kind of like a red flag, right? And lastly, for questions for your surgeon, right, you want to ask him like if they're going to be using any type of adhesion barrier. And so an adhesion barrier is just like a medical implant that can be used to reduce abnormal adhesions or abnormal internal scarring followed by surgery, right? Um, and so, I mean, you just want to know what they're putting inside of you and if they're leaving something inside of you, you know? So that's just another question that you should ask them. Um, so that's kind of it for like questions for your surgeon. I have a couple questions that you can ask for, ask just like your normal GYN, right? Like after you get a diagnosis, like ask them like, what are the next steps now that I have a diagnosis? Like what, what's my plan of care? Like, what should I be doing? Are you going to refer me out to another? Can you refer me to an endospecialist who can perform excision surgery? Um, can I be provided with copies of my surgical reports like we talked about before? If you didn't find endometriosis during my exploratory lap, like are you trained to recognize endometriosis in all of its manifestations in all regions, right? But you want to definitely ask them that, especially, again, if you had an exploratory lap by a regular OBGYN, ask them, are you trained to recognize endometriosis in all manifestations in all regions, and is there a possibility that you might have missed an endometriosis lesion? If they call you and they tell you like, hey, there was nothing in your surgery, like you're fine, you don't have endometriosis, but you have all the signs and symptoms of endometriosis, push back a little bit, right? Like ask, because most likely they're not trained to recognize endometriosis in all manifestations and in all regions. And there is a possibility that they missed a clear microscopic endometriosis lesion, you know, like unless they're trained to recognize endometriosis and they've done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, thousands probably of surgeries, right? Like there's a great chance that they might've missed an endometriosis lesion. So definitely ask them that if you woke up from surgeries and they told you that you don't have endometriosis, but you have all the symptoms of it and everybody was like positive. That's what it was, you know? Um, and if that's the case, ask them, can I be provided with copies of my surgical reports and any pictures or videotapes? And can you refer me to an endo specialist who can, perf who can perform a different type of surgery an excision surgery, right? Very important, especially if you've been told it's all in your head, like there's nothing wrong with you. There's no endo in there. There was your exploratory lap came back negative. You don't have endometriosis. Like I can't tell you how many women I've talked to where that happens. And then they go have like meeting, like a meeting, a consultation with an endo specialist. And they're like, Oh yeah, you probably definitely have endometriosis. They do the surgery and it's like stage four, stage three, stage two, like stage one, whatever stages don't really matter. But, um, it just, blows my mind and it's because again like the doctors aren't trained in medical school about endometriosis like at all it's probably like a 30 minute lecture and that's it and so like all of the like you have to do like medical training 
things that like keep up to date with your licensure, licensure, right? Um, and all of those are paid for by Abbey V and like all of the pharmaceutical companies, right? That are pushing like Lupron and Orlissa and things like that. And it, it, there's incorrect information on those. And so, I mean, they're just being fed incorrect information. And so unless they are trained by somebody who does endometriosis surgeries all of the time and has like a really good success rate, there's a very high possibility that they missed your endo lesion, right? So just get a second opinion. Always get a second opinion. Like I was saying in the very beginning, you guys, appoint, like doctors, appointments with doctors, think of it like an interview. You're interviewing them to take care of you. And if you do not like the way that they are helping you, if you don't like the answers they're giving you, if you feel like there's something missing or they're dismissive or they are just genuinely like an asshole, you don't have to keep going to them, right? Everything your doctor tells you is a suggestion. Mostly they're doing things to protect their ass so they don't get sued. And a lot of them get kickbacks from referring for like pharmaceuticals like Lupron and Orlissa and things like that, right? And so you just have to know, you have to be your own advocate, you have to be your best advocate, and you have to know that like if even though a doctor is like the best doctor you've ever had, maybe they're not qualified to do your endometriosis surgery, right? And just because a doctor tells you that there you don't have endometriosis or it's all in your head or whatever, you could still have it and you should get a second opinion. Always get a second opinion. I want you guys to take note, like these are some things to look out for, right? Like an OBGYN slash surgeon who only performs ablation, coagulation, laparoscopic surgeries. Right, because that's the incorrect type of surgery for your endometriosis. It has an incredibly high recurrence rate. Most women get no pain relief from it, right? Because excision is the gold standard. I also want you guys to look out for like a OBGYN or surgeon who only prescribes hormonal treatment as their sole treatment. Like if they die like diagnose you with endometriosis before surgery and they just try to make they say that you have to go on Lupron or Orlissa before they'll do surgery get a second opinion right or if they just put you on birth control and you don't want to be on birth control and it's not actually helping your pain right and they're not act they don't they're like taking all of these steps before they'll do surgery for you get a second opinion also, this kind of goes with the other one is like a OBGYN surgeon that recommends Lupron right away or as a continuous treatment without actually addressing all of your symptoms, right? Lupron has not been approved by the FDA to be taken long-term. Neither, I don't think Orlissa has either. Um, and there can be lifelong, long-term side effects from taking those medications and the actual research on those medications for endometriosis, it was all fabricated by Dr. Friedman um, in the 80s and had to be redacted because it was falsified. Um, yeah, it just, there's a lot of different layers in this stuff and I just want you guys to be protected, right? And I want you guys to get second opinions. I don't want you to just take whatever 
your doctor says as that's the only thing, you know, like you guys always have a second opinion. It's your body. You get to choose what goes into it. You get to choose what type of surgery gets performed on it. You get to choose the hormonal medications you are on or not on. You're going to choose literally everything. Your doctor cannot force you to do anything. And if they try to force you to do something, they can't, right? Like it's your body. You have to live with the long-term lifelong side effects of things. Like it just take all of that stuff into consideration. Um, again, these questions are in the little link below this episode. I hope you guys have a fantastic day. And if you have any questions about this, go ahead and reach out to me on Instagram at Chelsea Bree, C-H-E-L-S-E-A-A-A-B-R-I. And I'll catch you on the next episode of the End Up Babe podcast.